This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Damer on TikTok at Old Man Radio, but most importantly, right here on your radio for the next three hours. And we will, are we taking pictures now? Is that what we're doing? Just hitting any buttons we have back there. We can talk Mets after their sixth straight win, and we will talk Mets. We will uh, talk Knicks, obviously, after the Obi Toppin trade became official yesterday. And just when you thought, as a Knicks fan, you couldn't feel worse about that trade, you got a little something to make you feel worse about the trade. So we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, We'll talk some Jets and Giants, because now that July 4th is in the rearview mirror, we all know, before you know it, football is going to be here. But I got to say, I have to open with the Yankees because the Yankees go out last night and lose to the Cubs and lose to Jamison Tyone with an offensive performance that if that's not rock bottom, I don't know what is. And listening to the shows and, and, and reading online, all the various platforms with Yankee fans, there's a lot of anger. Yankee fans are, are ticked off, legit mad. And it's not the usual, hey, here's the former pitcher that you let leave and then he comes back and beats you. It's not that. This was getting shut down by Jamison Tyone, who came into last night with the worst ERA among qualified starters in the major leagues. And it wasn't just that he pitched well. He looked like prime Greg Maddox on the mound. And this was after the Yankees lost the day before, a real nail-biter, 14-1, to where the one, I think it came with two outs in the ninth inning. This was a guy who had an ERA of almost seven. Going into last night, Jamison Tyone had basically given up at least three runs in just about every single start he made this year. At least three runs in every single start that he made this season. And the Yankees did not have a runner in scoring position. Last night was the 21st time this year that an opposing pitcher threw at least seven innings and gave up two runs or less against the Yankees. It happens on a regular basis. It happens on a nightly basis. It's like Groundhog Day all over again. And Yankee fans, if they hadn't been already, they're ticked and certainly want to hear from you at 1-800-919-ESPN. But kind of gauging the reaction last night and seeing things online and listening to the calls, my only question is, where have you been? Like, how are you still surprised? Anger I get. Frustration I get bewilderment no I don't understand that how could you possibly be where have you been were you in a coma are you are you from the past did you have a time machine did you get into the DeLorean and drive 88 miles an hour and now you're in a future you don't understand how can you be surprised it's not it's not it is a crime I'll give you that but it's not a mystery the offense with Aaron Judge The offense without Aaron Judge is bad. Now, the offense with Judge is far better because he's so great. But let's not pretend that the offense, even with Aaron Judge, 
If Aaron Judge today, Mr. Miyagi goes in there and he rubs the hands together and he puts it on the toe and all of a sudden he's miraculously healed, the Yankee offense would still stink. It would be better because he's great, but the rest of it is still bad. It was bad last year. They did nothing to fix it. They did literally nothing to fix it. They did nothing to fix anything, so they it's still horrible. And running down the Yankee lineup in a... Uh, I, I know I've used this line before, but it still applies. Running down the Yankee lineup is like that scene in Animal House where they run through the Delta's midterm grades. 0.0. But unlike that scene, Dean Wormer was actually kicking the Deltas out of school. The Yankees, fine, just run... We'll run it back out there another day. It's fine. You know, after all, we got injuries. Aaron Judge is out, so we can't even function as a major league lineup. They have this built-in excuse to be laughingly bad. Guys just need to get going. We we just got to be better. You think? You can't be much worse. Get going. Yes, you do need to get going. Someplace else. This is not a surprise. I don't know. I'm, I'm surprised that you're surprised. So I did a little uh, research. I love doing a little research. God knows I got nothing else to do. The commercial breaks take longer than the Yankee innings. You thought that the, the, the pitch clock was helping speed up games. The Yankee offense really helped speed up games. Because... We will hear from Aaron Boone. Thank God. We will get some answers from the source maybe a little bit later in the show. I, and I know that will make everybody feel much better. But I did a little research because this, this idea that's being presented, well, they're, just, they're scuffling right now. And again, nobody outside of the Yankees organization believes any of this, but they're scuffling right now because of injuries. It's... It's uh, don't get caught up in, in a bad stretch. The problem is the bad stretch is a very long stretch. So if you go on baseball reference and you look under team uh, player splits, you can break it all down by how are these doing this month, that month, whatever. In the last 365 days, the numbers are enough to make a billy goat want to puke. In the last 365 days, DJ LeMayhew, his slash line, he's hitting 234. The machine, the machine is about to be recalled. 234. And you might say, well, batting average is not everything. And you'd be right. There are better stats than, than, than batting average. All those numbers stink too. He's got a 311 on base percentage. In the last year, this is not a small sample size. His slugging, which he's never been a slugger, but he's always been a guy that's hit the ball hard. His slugging is 349. His OPS is 660. And if you don't know about OPS, 660 is not good. It's bad. It's terrible. But he's almost like uh, the, the uh, what was it? Uh, I'm trying to think of Animal House now. He's, the, he's at the top of the Delta Pledge class. Donaldson, 
in the last year. 198. And uh, clearly, and that number's going down. 198, 280 on base, and a 388 slugging. OPS of 668. And then the one that's really glaring, because you'll hear, we just got to be better. This guy is going to get hot. This guy is going to get hot, and he's going to carry us for a stretch. Giancarlo Stanton, 182, 259 on base, but the most, the most frightening thing, a slugging of under 400, a slugging of 385. So it's terrible, and it's not – but here's the thing. It's not new. They're awful, but that's not new. The lineup is boring, but that's not – it's as boring, you'd say, as watching grass grow or paint dry. Those things change. The grass does grow. The paint does dry. But with the Yankees, nothing seems to change. They just got to be better. That's it. That, that's the plan. We just got to be better. So I, I get the frustration. I get the anger. Uh, I, I just don't understand why people are surprised that the Yankee lineup is, is this way. And when they were playing better than they are right now, and they were actually somehow winning games, I, I'll be honest with you. I said on the air, I don't know how they're doing this because look at the lineup. But that obviously has – there's been a course correction there. It's, it's starting to seem instantly recognizable now of what the results are and – and how it, it should look. Because if you look at the line, here's the thing. We've seen good teams. We've seen good lineups. I would just simply ask anyone on the Yankees, within the Yankee organization, is this what it looks like? Is this what it looks like? When it was good, is, is this what it looked like to anybody there? Because it's not what it looked like from the outside. That's for sure. So you can be ticked off, you can be angry, you can voice your, your displeasure at uh, what the Yankees' current state is at 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. But I think that any level of surprise has to be out the window at this point. It's been going on far too long. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we'll get some phone calls involved if you want to get in on the Yankees. Certainly, we'll touch on the Mets coming up as well after a sixth straight win. Oh, my God. It's amazing the difference a week can make, especially with Mets fans. We'll get into that, too. It's Gordon Damer in for Dan Grassa on the Dan Grassa Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show. On 98.7 ESPN. Tampa's lost six in a row. They could lose 20 in a row. The Yankees aren't catching them. That's gone. No, it, it was it, very early on in the season, it became clear the Yankees were going to be a wild card team. And uh, whether or not they can get that going remains to be seen. All right, let's go to the phones, please. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's start things off with Marvin in the Bronx. Marvin, what's going on, my friend? Hey, Gordon, I was going to cut out on you because I, I was looking forward to talking to Dan, and I spent a lot of time with Dave, but I'm going to get used to dealing with you, my man. <laughs> the, the man that took the phone calls, he convinced me, said, Gordon's a good guy, so I'm going to hang right. with you. But, but Gordon, i got to say one thing. As a 60-year Yankee fan, this is hurtful to watch. Because in the back of my mind, I've been thinking it the last few weeks, all right? I watched the great Yankee teams in the 60s turn old. 
And a lot of these guys are being in the age, and that's some that's something that creeps in slowly but surely, and it's beginning to bother me. And your and your analysis of the lineup is is hard for me to accept, as uh, I bleed pinstripes. But you're right on point, my man. All right, well, Marvin, I thank you for uh, for hanging in there, and I hope you give uh, give the show a chance. I appreciate the phone call. Uh, it's not just a, a long time. You could be a Yankee fan from the 60s. You could be the Yankee fan from the 80s. You could be a, a, a five-year-old who's just getting into the team now. If you're a Yankee fan with eyes, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. But it's not surprising. That's the only thing that, that takes me aback when people are like, wow, this offense really stinks. Yes, have you, have you took a look at the names that are involved in the Yankee offense? Yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. And, and Marvin's absolutely right in that. And I think that this is where uh, the frustration comes for Yankee fans to a large degree, if you've been a fan for more than a second or two, is that the team is, it has gotten old. It's gotten old very quickly. And, and you'd have to think, even getting old, that some of these guys are, are going to snap out of it. But the longer it goes on, how can you really expect that? And there are guys who you maybe coming into the year you expected to bounce back, but when you're at the halfway point of the season, can you really expect a bounce back at this point from DJ LeMahieu? Can you really expect a bounce back from Josh Donaldson? Can you really expect a, a bounce back at this point from Giancarlo Stanton? I'm sure there will be a, a time where Stanton hits some home runs and, and looks like the player that he's been in the past, but it's pretty clear what direction that trend line is headed. So that's why I said when we got the news, was it a couple of weeks ago now, that Judge was almost certainly not going to be back right after the All-Star break, and it was more than likely going to be in August that he returns. That at the trade deadline, barring some massive change on where things are at right now, the Yankees should be traders, uh, should be sellers at the trade deadline. You know, you see these stories about, uh, oh, well, Cody Bellinger hit a home run last night. Oh, a lefty bat with power. Brian Cashman should be on the phone. Do you really look at this lineup and think Cody Bellinger is going to fix it? Isn't it, isn't it just kind of like the stage of bargaining when you know that the team is not really – the lineup is terrible. The pitching's good. The bullpen is excellent. But it's not a well-put-together team. So I'm sure there will be names that pop up at the trade deadline, be it Cody Bellinger or be it some other outfielder who is an actual outfielder. But I think where the frustration for a lot of Yankee fans comes from is because we thought that the last time the Yankees were sellers in 2016, they correctly identified that the team was just mediocre. They weren't going anywhere. So they decided to be sellers at the trade deadline, and that kind of kick-started the reboot 2017 that was their last season where it felt like hey you know what things are pointed in the right direction got to within a game of the world series and a lot of young players but that that required them in 2016 to say hey you got to kind of reboot this is not this is not it are they going to do that this year i i don't know i i doubt it i think that they're just going to hold on to the i think that they were far more honest with themselves back then Honesty doesn't feel like a, a real policy anymore. It feels like we just, in, in, in lieu of what the facts are, we just kind of stick to our guns and just say, no, this, this is going to turn around. No, no, no. It's just the injuries. It's just, it's just this. It's just, it's just we got to play better. Well, I would agree. I think everybody would agree with that. But whether or not these guys are able to play better 
Um, that uh, remains to be seen. Let's go to Spike in St. Pete. Spike, what's going on? My God, it's like this thing died in 10 days. I mean, I hate to use the expression, but uh, Mike, you a diehard Yankee fan forever. And uh, uh, LeMayu and Donaldson look washed. They really do. Yeah. They look washed up. They look totally washed up. Now, I'm puzzled. The Donaldson, I understand. I mean, they never should sign the contract MVP. We know, we know all the machinations. Putting a game on, man, I'm telling you, it's, you know, you look forward to it. You, have, you, do, you listen to the radio. You're calling your friends. I, I, Gordon, there's nothing going on there. But what the hell happened to LeMayu? Now, he also had a toe injury. He played pretty good the first half of the year, if I remember. But uh, you know how you look at the stats and you click on it and you go high to low? If you go in Major League Baseball, both leagues, I think there are 10 or 11 guys hitting over 300. Okay, I understand OPS+. plus, But the on base percentages on the Yankees, under under 300. But LeMayu just looks old and slow. And here's my question for you, being working for the Yankees for a while and knowing the Yankees inside out. You're the go-to guy on the station with Michael. How did it happen so fast? Explain to me, because because I'll tell you what I feel like. Watching the Yankee games, I, I, I feel like Patrick Ewing sweating on the foul line. You know, it's just not enjoyable. There's nothing going on except, like you said, the bullpen and cold pitching. Am I wrong? No. I, well, look, I, and Spike, thanks for the phone call. The pitching is good. The bullpen, as we say, they do a good job of that every single year, and that covers up some of the flaws, but uh, they haven't done anything to fix the offense. They haven't done anything to improve the offense. The last move that they well, – I mean, they got Ben Attendee last year, and then he got hurt. Um, but, like, like there's, a, there's an idea that you are the residue of your habits, right? Like, so if you go to the gym one day, you're not going to see the, the results of that right away. It's going to take time. Or uh, your spending habits, the residue of that, you'll see that over time. You're not going to see it if you stop spending money one day. You're not all of a sudden going to be rich the next day. The Yankees are the residue of their habits. They haven't done anything to fix the offense. So the offense has just gotten older and they're locked into uh, some of these guys like DJ LeMayhew and, uh, and Stanton. Now, is it, is it glaring that these guys have fallen off this fast? It is, but... At this point, it can't be surprising. Like when you've watched the last year or so, since the second half of last year, the offense has been the problem. The offense has been the problem in the playoffs really since 2017. But they haven't done anything to fix it. So it somehow, shockingly, it's remained a problem. Let's go out to Simon in New Haven. Simon, what's going on? Hey, how are you? Uh, I've been better, Simon. But what do you got? Can we can we please get some get some ping pong paddles instead of bats? I mean, it's obvious these hitters don't don't are not hitting, and and this coach we have, come on. I mean, is it a conspiracy against the pitchers or something? Is 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 it a conspiracy against the pitchers that the hitters don't want to hit? Or I mean, I wish somebody would ask Boone what 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 the heck is going on with this team here. Well, that is the guy, Simon. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, he he's the guy to give you. He's the answer man. Aaron Boone is the answer man. Yankee fans, don't worry. We have somebody at the helm who is going to – and I don't really think that this is Boone's fault, per se, because I think – like, if I gave you a list of ingredients and all the food was, was off, you really can't cook a very good meal. But let's hear, let's hear from Aaron Boone. I'm sure, I'm sure 
that he's taken a look at the numbers. He's taken a look at uh, the, the analytics. They've, they've gotten together, and they have come up with a plan for, for what the issue is. So let's hear from Aaron Boone. How would he, as Yankee manager, evaluate the offense? Well, first, I mean, credit Tyone, you know, pitch well. Um, uh, you know, mixed four. He didn't throw a lot of sinkers tonight, but mixed four seam with his with his cutter and, and the breaking ball and and the slider. Um, and you know, like he does, he's a strike thrower. But I thought I thought he commanded the ball well and how he wanted to. Um, and but obviously, I mean, we got to do better, right? Um, you know, I, we hit some balls on the nose. I thought Volpe had a couple good at bats at the top of the order nothing to show for Higgy hit the ball well a couple times um you know and we had some good at bats mixed in there but but not enough you know we gotta you know we gotta mount more than that um it's obviously a struggle for us right now but we gotta keep at it all right so there you go that that probably put your mind at ease right breaking news people the Yankees hit some balls on the nose it's good stuff huh they hit, they hit some balls hard last night. It's awesome. Uh, that is fantastic. So, uh, yeah, the offense is, uh, is, is a real problem, and uh, it doesn't seem like that it's getting fixed anytime soon. And at this point, whether Aaron Judge comes back or not, it's pretty clear even if he does come back, he's not going to be close to really 100%. And even at 100%, he could be at 150%. Even the greatness of Aaron Judge would not be enough to fix this offense that would make it a team you would think, hey, this team is going to go deep into October because the offense is going to be championship level. It's not been for a while. It's been clear for a while. And uh, now you're getting evidence of it on a, nice, on a nightly basis. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, more of your phone calls. As, of course, we're just getting started here. Filling in for Dan Grossick, Gordon Damer, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. What would you say the Yankees as an organization are worth? Are they worth $7 billion, $8 billion? I don't know. They're worth billions of dollars. Fair? How is it that on a regular basis, on an almost nightly basis, they don't have enough professional outfielders? How does that happen? How does that happen? They are a professional baseball team. And yet on a regular basis, they have people playing out of position. One, and, it, and it hurts them. <laughs> what a shock. They, one day they have IKF, who credit IKF, he's trying to do whatever he can to help the team. But he's supposed to be a utility guy. You would never know it because he's in the lineup on an almost daily basis. And a lot of times, he's not playing third base. He's not playing shortstop. Generally, he's playing an outfield. He's not an outfielder. They had one day, uh, IKF, was it Monday? I, all the days run together after. Again, with the Yankees, especially with the, with the offense, it's Groundhog Day again. So there was one day IKF was, was butchered some balls in the outfield. There was another day Cabrera misplayed a ball. Then there was, was it Thursday that Bowers misplayed a ball? I, I would think that part of it probably is because he's not an outfielder. And, and left field has 
particularly been a disaster because going into the season, the Yankees were still holding out hope. Aaron Hicks, this is the year. It's amazing. Profession, I mean, they're worth billions of dollars. And on a regular basis, they don't have enough healthy outfield. And it's not like you're saying he's not a good outfielder. No, they're not actually outfielders. And I brought this point up a couple of weeks ago. At this point, Estevan Florial should just ask for his release. I mean, the guy's never going to play. The Yankees don't have enough healthy outfielders. Here he is in the minor leagues, and we've heard about him year in and year out and year in and year out. And can't get a, can't get a sniff in the, in the majors here? Really? So it's clear he's not part of the plan. So I would say if I, if I were him, I got I got I got to go someplace else. Got to get out of here. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. Let's go to Danny on Long Island. Danny, what's going on? Oh, it's a big day, Gordon. Going over to my son's house for my twin grandson's first birthday. His fa- the in-laws family, all Yankee fans. Do I wear my Met hat tonight or do I just let that go by? Well, no, you look, you, you take it when you can get it. You're, you've won six in a row. The times are good. So I would say uh, let it fly. Yeah, someday you'll have grandchildren and you'll realize that that our family is for different teams than you. And you're like, oh, how are we going to handle this? How are and, we gonna handle when, and when I do have those grandchildren, that will that will also mark the final year of Giancarlo Stanton's contract. <laughs> yes, but, but Bobby Benet will still getting paid. Yes, he will but, still uh, be getting I love, paid. I love the uh, cultural reference with Animal House. I'll give you another one. As Cosmo Kramer once said, even Steven, one team's up, one team's down. Yeah. It's 162 games. If, if, a week ago, with two weeks ago, the Mets fans were on the edge of the uh, building, and now the Yankee fans have their turn. And it's just it's just a long season, and you know, Mets fans are coming out as uh, Al Pacino said in uh, in uh, Devil's Advocate, guns blazing, baby. They're all over the place this morning. I'm one of them, you know, dusting off the hat. The Yankees' offense is so bad. Daniel Vogelback has more RBIs than half the Yankees' starting players. Think about that. We yes. we want this guy off the team so bad, but yet if he was on the Yankees, he'd be a producer compared to some of the clowns they got in the lineup. He, he would be. RBIs. He's got yeah. twice as many RBIs as DJ LeMayu. But he, he wouldn't stick out. That's for sure. Well, he's a little. He's a little round chap. Well, yeah. But no, by the I way, mean, I wasn't going that round. I'm just saying, in terms of offense production, he would not be. He would not be. He would not be awful. That's for sure. Right. He, he would fit right in. By the way, if you had Daniel Vogel back with two infield hits yesterday on your bingo card, congratulations. <laughs> because that, what were the odds of that happening? Yeah. If you somebody know, had that yeah. on FanDuel, FanDuel might be bankrupt. Oh, my God. The thing is, you know what? The Mets get starting pitching. Isn't it all look great? The, the lineup, is, at, as it's presently constructed, is so much better than the Yankees. The Yankees have no this, – this crutch with when Stanton comes back is beginning to be a psychological detriment. Oh, if we could just hold on. Put, make it – I mean, because now you have guys just waiting for Custer to come over the hill with the Calvary. That didn't work out so well. They weren't hitting great when he was there. So, it's a very flawed team, and, and but they're not that bad. But – I look at all these teams. There's a lot of mediocrity, Gordon. I mean, who's really good besides the Braves? Everybody's up and down. Everybody's shrieky. Tampa Bay's under 500 in the last uh, 40 games. You know, there's really that's where the Yankees are still where they were when Judge got hurt. Think about that. If Judge hadn't got hurt, they played 500 ball. They'd be a couple of games out of first place. Yeah, I hear you, Danny. But I, I, you can just t- you know sometimes. Uh, and thanks for the phone call. You can just take a look at it and know it's not right. Uh, this is not a good team. So yes, if Aaron Judge were there, they would be better. He covers up a lot of the flaws. We know this because that's what happened last year. The offensive malaise was covered up by the fact that you had a guy having a historic season. But they didn't look at it that way. They thought, no, nah, offense is good. 
And I, I know that they thought that because they didn't do anything to fix it. And a lot of the reasons, I mean, it's all on, on Cashman because he's the guy that's, that's pulling the trigger on all these things and has for forever. But he's, he, he's the guy that kind of puts you, the reason why you are forced to get guys off the scrap heap is because his roster construction has left you right up against that luxury tax threshold. So you have to look for bargain basement deals. And it's not just this year. It's been other years. Sometimes it works out. Matt Carpenter was a good find last year uh, for a while. But the year, you know, years before that, they tried Jay Bruce one year. That didn't work out. They had Rugnado Door. They were, they were giving it bats to. This is not, this is not new. And um, it just, it, it's clear the last time it feels like the Yankees were really honest with themselves was 2016. And they, they saw that they were just kind of a, a mediocre team that wasn't really a threat to beat anybody. They were still kind of in it. And after the trade deadline that year, they actually kind of, they kind of uh, played a lot better. I think that, that in August, they had like their first real winning month that year. But that was the last time they kind of evaluated things really where they were um, and decided to, to, to be sellers at the trade deadline. And, and whether Judge comes back this year or not, it just feels like this group is not it. And if they were being honest with themselves, they should, they, they should probably be sellers rather than buyers because they got a lot to buy. And I don't think that they have a lot of money to go spend on. They need a left fielder and they need somebody at third base. This idea that all of a sudden somehow Josh Donaldson or LeMayhew or IKF, they're all the same player. They're all, they're all good gloves who can't hit. It, it, it's a large enough sample size at this point. For, for IKF, he's never been a real good offensive player. He's never been more than an average offensive player. And most years, he hasn't even been average. Let's go back to the phone, shall we? 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Jonathan is in L.A. Jonathan, what's going on? Hey, good morning, Dave. Good morning, Gordon. Hey, um, it was just yesterday, man, that we were just the baby bombers. We're young. We're up and coming. We're not about championship. We're we're about championships, not championships. And uh, I mean, honestly, I think it all started with the Donaldson train. We're uh, the Donaldson trade. Uh, we started to get old. We started to get all these players. But hey, we gotta work with what we got, all right. And I mean, I know Cashman did some bad trades, and he also did some good ones. We, we gotta work with what we got. And us, well, the Yankee fans are uh, booing these players doesn't help at all, all right. It, 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 why? Because look at the Mets. Everyone had them for dead. Now everyone is, oh, my God, I already won 10 in a row. What happened to the Yankees wake up, finally wake up? They went 10 in a row. We're going to be back on their butts again. Oh, my God, they're hot. They, they, they got us hot in the right time. Let's not be hypocritical here. I mean, the only thing that we – all right, now I'm asking you, Mr. Gordon Damer, if you're the GM of the Yankees, what would you do? And we'll go all by that. All right, Jonathan, I think it's pretty simple. Uh, I have to know what the status of Aaron Judge is going to be. Uh, it seems pretty clear he's not getting back here anytime soon. He's probably not going to be back until August, which means that the trade deadline will have come and gone. And if that's the case, I am looking at this fairly, and I'm saying, okay, what can I sell off? Every team has a, that has a run, that run eventually ends. The, the promise and the potential – that the Yankees opened up in 2017 with the young guys and the change of manager after the season was over, and that's, that's over. The Yankees are old now, and they are locked into some of these guys. So I'm not saying that they're going to be able to sell off a whole bunch of pieces, but they should be looking to reboot this because this offense 
it's not just it's ju- it's not just a glitch. It's a feature. They're 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 a bad offense. They need to fix this, and they have several positions where they don't do anything. Left field is a black hole. Third base is a black hole. They get nothing offensively out of the catching position. Those are that's three of the, the of the nine positions. They have Giancarlo Stanton who has not hit in over a calendar year. Now you can't do anything with Stanton. He's going to be here. But I would be looking at the trade deadline in a year where almost every team thinks that they're still in it. And if there are not that many sellers, I would be looking to uh, talk about analytical. I would be looking at the, the market inefficiency and say, everybody wants to be buyers, then I want to be a seller. So I would say the Yankees probably be better off taking a seat here, realizing they're not going anywhere with the offense this bad, and see if you can move off of some of those pieces because this this ain't it. I've seen good baseball, and this ain't it. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, we'll touch on the Mets. Six straight wins, and man, what a difference a week makes. So we'll get into that coming up next. It's Gordon Damer in for Dan on the Dan Grossa Show, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York.